is a bloom Shoots up through the stony ground There's no room No space to rent in this town You're out of luck And the reason that you had to care The traffic is stuck And you're not moving anywhere You thought you found friends To take you out of this place Someone you could lend a hand In return for grace It's a beautiful What's going on, Patriots? Back with another Patriots Prayer podcast for you. Today we're going to talk a little bit about the biggest news that I think we've had in quite a long time. John Durham, uh, I I really at times lost faith in Mr. Durham. I'm not going to lie. There were days where I was just like, I don't know whose side this guy is on. It doesn't seem to be doing much of anything. What's happening? And um, it, it's a shame that Sussman and Danchenko were able to get away with the things that they got away with. There's no doubt. Uh, they definitely deserved prison time. And so does Hillary Clinton. A hundred percent. I'm not saying this for any other reason outside of the fact that she literally, quite literally, uh, conspired in a coup. Um, they levied false charge after false charge after false charge against Donald Trump. And this is the same thing that uh, Durham had found out. I mean, they were complaining that Trump fired Comey and it was partisan and all this, but now we know none of that's true. Comey was not doing his job. Peter Strzok deserved to be fired. All of the people on that list committed treason against their own country. And I know that that word has lost so much feeling and so uh, it, it just comes across like everybody just calling each other names anymore, but it's not what that was. What they did was literally treason. It was sedition. And those same seditious actors are in control of our government right now. And it's, and it's clear. It shows. It shows. Look at what they're doing to the government. Would Anyone run a government like this in a country they actually liked? Ask yourself that question. And be honest with yourself. Do you think that a president who actually loved his country and his countrymen would make the kind of decisions like Joe Biden makes? No is the answer. No is the answer on his face and on his surface. It is absolutely, 100%, unequivocally, no. Nobody in their right mind that was in charge of a company, much less a country, would run it the way Joe Biden runs the United States of America. He spent us into oblivion. He won't even sit down and consider curving his spending at the risk of 
us defaulting because it's he wants us to default. Either we he's you're, either we're going to agree with him and we're going to spend more money, or we're not going to agree with him and he gets what he wants right now, but he gets what he wants eventually if he just spins us into oblivion. Either way, this is why. Excuse me, it's a little parched out here. It's getting. It's it's summertime almost in Nevada, and um, boy, oh boy, I'm not looking forward to it. But back to what I was saying. Now, he he's Trump is 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 a thick skinned guy, and and he knows these things. I I sometimes wish uh, at times that he was better at relaying the seriousness and the uh, a, a true level to which. And, uh, you know, these people have conspired, done wrong, and he was able to relay that in a way that was a little more serious. We really do have seditious actors in control of our country. Um, and, and like I said, it, either they agree to curve spending or we're going to hit our debt ceiling. Either way, he gets what he wants. The problem with it is, is that these people in office hide behind our laws by misinterpreting what those laws are to insulate themselves. To be quite honest, that's what they do. They hide behind and misrepresent the meaning behind amendments and laws and bills that are passed in the United States. They falsely interpret the Constitution to meet their own needs. And then they go about doing very un-American things. And they use those misinterpretations of those laws as the basis for them doing whatever the hell they want to do. Uh, they are the most godless, uncaring, uh, uh, delusional people on the face of the planet. They do not like our police officers. They, they do not. They are godless. They, they do not care one bit about your religion. As a matter of fact, has anyone heard anything from the uh, Tennessee legislature over there? Did Have they released a manifesto? No, of course they haven't. They eventually will. It will come out. But, you know, uh, what they don't want is they don't want us to see that the fact that that uh, that terrorists, that, oh, I forget her name, but let's not even say her name. Who cares? Um, terrorist uh, shot up a Christian school. And as a result, some of the, you know, after that happened, we had three dead children, three dead adults, innocent people. And there were trans activists out there getting mad because somebody dead named uh, this person because they used her real name and they used the term her. And, and that became the, the thing. I mean, get out of here with that. that, that she killed six people. She doesn't deserve respect. It's the same qualm that I have with the Obama administration behind dumping Osama bin Laden's body in the water within 24 hours because he's a Muslim. If you really thought he did the whole 9-11 deal and all the other stuff you blamed him for, uh, why in the hell would you respect him and throw his body in the water? I won't get into what I actually think about 9-11 and Osama bin Laden. There's a lot of gray areas and holes in that story. That's a different podcast, though. I um, I, I I am very very happy with the report as it came out because it proves beyond any shadow of a doubt what they did was it, it, it was a coup. 
attempt. And quite honestly, by the election fraud that actually took place that was proven by Dinesh D'Souza's movie, 2,000 Mules, they were stuffing ballots, they were ballot harvesting, they had boxes of ballots in their trunks, they were driving around to multiple drop boxes, putting the ballots in. As a matter of fact, in some cases, the, the ballot box was so full, they were stuffing so many that they were falling on the ground at his feet. Um, it, 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 I, I'm actually, during the course of this podcast, I am going to uh, try to find a clip so that for those of you who have not seen uh, the movie, I'm going to show you a piece of it. So you can see for yourself what was actually going on. And uh, I'll explain a little further. Uh, let's see here. If, oh well, I thought they would have clips of it, but. Digital what I'll, download do, on what my I'll do is, uh, if it's not today, I definitely will do it. But I, I'm going to feature some of the pieces of this film for you guys to see. You need, you need to see this. There, there are scenes in this, in this movie that they've done where Greg Phillips did an amazing job. True the vote, salute. Honest to God, you guys did an amazing job. And, and the, just the common sense and the logic behind what you were explaining, how it actually took place, where, where the fraud act, where the fraud actually happened, how it happened. Um, you explained it all. And, and as a result, what happened? Even Bill Barr turned on you. Everyone tried to act like the movie didn't prove anything. The movie proved it solidly. Just like Liz Harris right here uh, in Arizona. Uh, and like I said, if you have not seen the earlier podcasts where we showed uh, – the deposition of uh, Jacqueline Breger, where she went in before the electorate. Uh, she she spoke in front of the oversight committee and gave them evidence to prove that several of the people, even on that committee itself, several other judges, police officers, detectives. I mean, she had a list, and she proved that. Uh, well, let's say let's say let's say for the sake of conversation, uh, she gave them the evidence that the things that she was uh, saying about the fraud, uh, about people being on the take, blackmail, all these things were, were happening. And she gave them the evidence, and they were visibly shaken. They were visibly afraid of this woman. John Thaler spoke uh, uh, about having six separate attempts made on his life uh, for the evidence that he was bringing forward. And... You know, like they continually say, and I've said on here before, if anything that they were stating was false, they would be sued into oblivion. So if anyone out there says that what he's reported and the evidence that he's put forth is not true, very simple. Go sue him. Go sue him so that they can subpoena the things that they don't have access to now to put with their, their current pile of evidence. So that you have to go into a court and explain yourself uh, as to why they're saying these things are false. They don't want to do that. They don't want to do that because the moment that they sue them, 
there, there's this little thing that happens in an evidentiary hearing called discovery. And when discovery takes place, they're all SOL. Everyone. So, they don't want to do that. And um, it, it's quite sad that this is the current state of affairs. Arizona seems to be a hotbed for rhinos. We have a lot of people down there that pretend to be Republicans, all the way back to John McCain. Yeah, I know some people respect the guy. Yeah, I do too, as a war hero. But as a an elected official, not at all. I didn't like his candidacy. Uh, I didn't. I didn't like anything uh, about all of his uh, pretending to be part of the GOP. Meanwhile, he's hanging out with Ted Kennedy, uh, drafting universal health care bills, doing all types of things that fly in the face of individuality, personal freedom, personal responsibility and accountability, and pushing more socialistic points of view, but yet calling himself a Republican. Similar to Mitt Romney, who pushed a bill very similar to what later became uh, Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act. This is very, very par for the course where someone puts on a mask, pretends to be a Republican, they're actually Democrats, and they run uh, as a Republican. And it's part of the same reason why I don't want uh, everyone being able to vote in the primary. If you're a registered, if you're if you're a registered Republican, vote for Republicans. If you're a registered Democrat, vote for Democrats. But you should not be able to cross party lines in that moment. Because all they're going to do is pick the weakest possible uh, candidate for the GOP. That's what they're going to do. It's a return to establishment politics across the board, even in the media. Why do you think what happened happened with Tucker Carlson uh, and to some lesser extent Dan Bongino? Um, they don't want those kinds of uh, people out there. Uh, on the news because they're they're divisive and they call out the things that nobody else will talk about and they give you the evidence I think right prior to uh, Tucker Carlson losing his job and everyone theorized it was about the 800 million dollar lawsuit from uh, Dominion uh, from the voting machines Sidney Powell spoke at length about there being problems with Dominion and that sort of thing when they interviewed her and uh, there, from what I read, there were several countries around the world that also sued Dominion for problems in their elections. So uh, on, a, on the surface, it definitely looked like there was a problem. However, when we found out what the true means of election fraud was, it actually did clear Dominion at that point. Because we learned later that this was mainly to do with ballot harvesting. And this is why the movie 2000 Mules was very key in us learning exactly what took place and how these people do it. They're buying votes, 5 to $10 a piece, buying the ballots. Everyone got a ballot. Whether They didn't even clear their uh, voter registration in most cases. I think Nevada cleared like eight people off prior to uh, the election. And it was, uh, so imagine how many people move in a four-year voting cycle from the last time they registered. So a lot of ballots went out to the wrong address, to the wrong people. And those people did what with the ballot when they received it? It it's, makes 
the it makes the election very ripe for fraud, very easily uh, ripe for fraud because they essentially said we're gonna eat, we're gonna mail ballots out to everybody instead of just those who requested ballots, and that's the problem. That is the problem. It, you there's no oversight at that point, none at all. You mail in a ballot, and then it's up to a human to sit there and say, is the signature right, is it not? How do I know it was this person? And, and who, where's their handwriting expert down there at the, at the place where they're, where they're counting the ballots? I mean, where, where is that? These people are volunteers off the streets in a lot of cases. They're not handwriting experts. That's why we need voter ID, and we need a single day to vote. One day. One day. They proved it in Florida. They counted 10 million votes in one day. In one single day. So all these people complaining that it's not enough time to do it properly and all that. No, what it's not is enough time for you to cheat. That's what it's not enough time to do. It's not enough time for you to wait till midnight and fake a couple pipes bursting to reach under a table and pull out a few boxes when no one's looking or for you to cover the windows or for you like you in Pennsylvania change this. Uh, uh, violate your state constitution with no amendment and, 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 and use mail-in balloting when it and is not uh, in your constitution to do so. There were actual things that were definitely wrong in that, whole, uh, in that whole election. There were things that were wrong. The problem wasn't in the fact that the courts heard them and then they were the, the cases got heard and they got found to be false. No. The problem was is that they never even heard <coughs> they never even heard the cases. They, 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 they didn't even want to hear them. The, the Supreme Court didn't go near them. What we need, we need people in there that are not afraid to, to open a can of worms. We need people willing <coughs> to look into the investigation. I mean, to the, to the election. We need it. We need people that are not afraid of the threats, of violence, of the threat of losing their job, the the media scorning them and running their name through the mud, all the things that will happen <coughs> when you start going after the bad guys, the real bad guys. Because what will happen when you go after the real bad guys and you actually go after the elections and the fraud that takes place in our elections, when you try to fix that, you'll notice that people both on the right and on the left sit up and some of them are very, they run to the middle. They, they don't walk. They run right to the middle and act like establishment candidates all of a sudden. Why? Ask yourself why. Because that's the moment when they really are who they are. And they ran to their team on the other side of the fence. <coughs> they're, not, they're not real. They're not real. They are not real patriots. They're not real elected officials that actually have your best interest at heart. They are people in positions of power that were put there that are there trying to keep their positions of power and they're trying to solidify that. What do you think that they're doing here with Biden uh, when he got elected? Do, does anyone remember what happened in Georgia when they changed the voting laws in Georgia? You can't give out water in line within 100 feet of uh, of the poll. This is a, these are these are laws that are the same pretty much everywhere. All Georgia did was update their voting laws to be more like 
in line with what everybody else was doing. And they limited the amount of drop boxes <coughs> in and around Georgia so that they could actually watch the drop boxes. They didn't take them out of neighborhoods. They didn't, they didn't just remove drop boxes. Anyone that wants to vote can vote, still can vote. They can still use the drop boxes. Everything is intact. No one made it any harder. And yet, this is what Kamala Harris just recently, in a speech, what, yesterday or the day before, called extremist moves. Extremists. Extremists. Politicians lie like rugs. They lie like rugs, and all they're doing is trying to keep their position of power. That's it. They don't care about the truth. If you wanted to change things <clears throat> in the next election, <coughs> I would say the easiest way to do that would be to vote for everyone who's not in office right now. And anyone who's been in office before, uh, related to anyone in office, related to any portion or member of the Soros family, like uh, 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 the Heinz guy, what's his name, John Kerry, his, his daughter's married to a, a George Soros' nephew, um, and she's not the only one. Chelsea Clinton is also married to a member of George Soros' family. So and you'll start to see these are the reasons behind the reasons for these people doing some of the dumb things that they do. They, they are in, they are in walk in solidarity with a guy who literally, quite literally, wants to overthrow the United States. Because keep in mind, the United States is a democratic republic. We are not a democracy. For people who don't know, we are not a democracy. Let me say it one more time. We're not a democracy. We are a country that is governed by our laws and our laws are applied to people as individuals not as groups if you employ democracy in the united states what you get is mob rule that means if you get a bunch of people emotional about a specific thing and you force feed them the lies and the things that you want them to believe about a certain issue then the, then they hold votes then what happens is they up in the constitution can't do that in a democratic republic. You need to file an amendment. You need a two-thirds vote in the legislature. <clears throat> there are some things that have to take place. And there are safeguards in, in, our, in our, superior, uh, our Supreme Court and things like that to protect the people from such a thing. But then you have people like Bernie Sanders and AOC, who one of her top advisors uh, left, uh, left her uh, campaign, left her cabinet, rather, and now she's the head of the Communist Party. Because she believes, in New York, she's the head of the New York Communist Party because she believes AOC didn't necessarily go far enough. That should tell you everything you need to know. These people are seditionists. You can't employ uh, uh, communism or socialism in a country that is a democratic republic without first tearing up the Constitution, getting rid of our free markets, and then you want the people in the country to own the labor. So then what you've done is you've gotten rid of the property rights as well. You no longer own your own company. Your employees own your company. And there's so many problems with that line of thought. There's not even funny. <clears throat> These people should not be able to hold office. People have been tricked over a long period of time, little by little, in baby steps. 
They, we are the frog in the warm water, and the heat is getting turned up slowly and slowly and slowly, and pretty soon the water is going to start boiling. <clears throat> I'll throw a scenario out at you because it's something that I think about, and I really do. Because, look, no one would have considered the country changing as much as it has in the last three and a half, four years. What's right is wrong, and what's wrong is right, and everything that we understood before has been turned on its head. But, <clears throat> so if you couldn't imagine that things happen, imagine going back 15 years and telling someone 15 years ago that what's happening now is happening. They would tell you you're crazy. They're going to tell them, hey, guys are in girls' sports. They're even taking the trophies, and the committees are for it, and they're <clears throat> pinning bars on admirals' arms and stars on admirals' arms and calling man admirals, woman admirals putting pornography in the schools, teaching kids racism in the name of fighting racism. Um, it's, it's an amazing, and they would look at you as if you bumped your head. And, 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 and back in the day, we used to say, call the men in the little white coats to come get you. But in, in, in reality, that's, that's essentially what people would do. And they would think like that of you if you actually told them some of these things because they're that crazy. They are that crazy. We have lost all common sense in this country. And it's a sad day because we used to be the land of the free and the home of the brave. But keep this in mind, right? I'm going to throw a scenario at you. It's hypothetical, right? Just something for you to think about. Russia wanted to invade the United States years ago. They ran several simulations of them invading the United States, but stated that they couldn't do it because if they would try, in every simulation they ran, we had... A, 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 an overwhelming number of the people in our population that had guns. So it's not like they had to wait on the military. It, the, the people in the houses and that sort of thing would have crowded the streets with guns and they, they just, it was a wild card. One, they, they couldn't risk invading us because too many of our people are armed. <clears throat> now, how would you overthrow a country that is armed to the teeth where the citizens are in control of their own destiny and truly free, able to buy firearms, able to defend themselves. Uh, how could you do that? What you would have to do is you would have to import a militia, import your own army under the guise of whatever, move them into the neighborhoods around the country as your neighbors, as your friends, just amongst you. They'd have to be pre-trained essentially sleepers, and then one day they're activated. But they're, in your, they're your neighbor on either side. What do you do in that case? There's nothing you can do. Nothing you can do. That is the only way this could happen. So when you're, when you're looking at people running across that southern border and you're seeing all these military-aged men coming across that border and being separated, as they were yesterday in the videos that I saw. Several of them. And then you see all of... The, and we'll get a little further into this, but they, they did some fake uh, white supremacy march in D.C. the other day. They had a police escort, but nobody else was there. No counter-protesters, no nothing. And, and they all wore the same clothes, and they marched like military men. They were all in shape. All I mean, They were... This was phony. It was completely phony. Uh, uh, and they were, the police were biking behind them. Uh, but there was nobody else there. They had a camera crew. 
nobody to counter protest, none of that kind of stuff. Because it seemed to me like they just said, okay, we're going to do this real quick. March down this little road, and, and we'll get it on film, and we'll call it a day. That's what it looked like to me, and that's what it looked like to most other people who saw the video. It, it, was, it, was, it was in poor taste. It was incredibly poor taste that they did this. They're trying to build white supremacy as the biggest threat to our nation, and it's not. It's not. It's not even close. The biggest threat to the United States is the Democratic Party. By and large, they are the biggest threat to the United States. And their spending is the biggest threat to the security of the United States. Their lawlessness at the border doesn't, doesn't uh, help anything either. Overloading our welfare system and eventually, uh, you know, which will cause the dollar to collapse. We won't be able to handle all these migrants. You're changing the you're changing the culture of our cities too fast, and you're overwhelming them, and people aren't assimilating. What you're going to do is you're going to destroy the heritage and the culture of the country as it stands, and that's <clears throat> that's going to cause a whole other problem later on. But you know if they actually have or would have brought in. Uh, people to do just that, you know, to move in next to you, to live on either side, to be uh, a part of a conspiracy, to <laughs> to be sleeper soldiers, to be activated whenever they're needed. It, it's the only way it could happen. So I'm just, I sit around and I think sometimes and I <clears throat> go down these rabbit holes and I, it, it, and this is just a very plausible way to do something and it, and it actually lines up with the times that we're in right now and what's going on. I don't, I can't think of, you know, anything that, anything else that would work. <clears throat> we need strong men in this country. We need men um, that are willing to be fathers, willing to go out and work. We, we don't need these soft men. We need guys that can build roads and bridges and skyscrapers and go change the light bulb on the top of the Empire State Building. Uh, uh, we we need men, men that will go fight wars, men that will go be men, a masculine, strong, hostile even. We need men that can defend themselves as well as their family and others. We are, we are breeding a nation of sissies, of weak men, of weak men. And we're, we're, we're actually, we scorn boys at a very young age, at school age. We scorn them for, for being uh, 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 rough and tumble, doing those things. We tell them it's wrong. It's crazy. I remember when I was seven years old, I was boxing. Eight years old, nine years old, I medals, I was boxing. I, we were running around trying to figure, you know, shooting rifles, uh, you know, competing, boxing. Doing boy stuff, hiking in the woods, throwing axes, building things wherever we could. Whenever we found some nails and some boards, we'd figure something out. But we were building something. Not these kids. These kids, they want a Nintendo Switch and they want their cell phones and they want to be left alone and they don't want to go outside and play. We are turning into a nation of weaklings. And, and it shows. It's sad, but it's it's true. It's true. 
But back to this Jacqueline Brager thing and, and, and what's happening in Arizona. So Liz Harris invites Jacqueline Brager down to Arizona, and she is presenting this evidence to the Oversight Committee. And as a result of them receiving this evidence, which indicts most of them, if anyone would ever pick up the case and run with it, what do they do? They oust Liz Harris. They vote her out because she brought the lady in that had the evidence of their wrongdoing. Listen to what Liz Harris had to say. And you judge for yourself who she is. In conclusion, as government officials, it is our duty to protect the fundamental rights of the people as outlined in the Arizona Constitution. We must uphold these rights even when faced with difficult decisions or challenging circumstances. And at, that at this time, I just want to remind everyone, Arizona Constitution, Article 2, Section 5, the right of petition and of the people peacefully to assemble for the common good shall never be abridged. Section 6, freedom of speech of press. Every person may freely speak, write, and publish on all subjects, being responsible for the abuse of that, that right. And one last section, which is Section 32. Constitutional provisions mandatory, Section 32. The provisions of this Constitution are mandatory not optional. The people have the right to speak freely, petition the government, and hold their government officials accountable. We must ensure that these rights are protected. This is exactly that the people what they don't want. They do not want to be held accountable. She just proved to them, beyond any shadow of a doubt, by taking a couple of articles out of their state constitution, that she was well within her rights to do exactly what she did by inviting Jacqueline Breger in there to speak her piece. But the reason that they actually ousted her was because they brought she brought Jacqueline Breger in there to present that evidence. Do, do any does anyone else see something wrong with this? It was okay for the 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 leftists for CNN and everybody to push a Russian hoax. For years. A true conspiracy. This lady brings in evidence. Names, places, account numbers, documents, property. All documented. And they oust her. People, we, we are being, we're surrounded by the enemy. And when I say enemy, I mean enemy. I'm, I'm not talking about people that have different political views. Democrats are even fooled because they don't understand the, the, the full, uh, 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 the, the, exactly what's going on. They don't see the entire story. They, they have their victimhood played on. They have, uh, they're being promised a lot of things. I mean, look at this uh, reparations in California. It was all good. It was all fine and dandy with Mr. Newsom until they actually passed the law. And then he was like, oh, 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 I, I didn't know you were serious. There's more, to, there's more to that than money and trying to change the subject. And all. It's not that I'm for reparations. I'm not. 
I'm a hundred percent not. Um, but the thing is, is you know these people like to posture like they actually believe in the things that they talk about, and they don't. They don't. They do not at all. Do you think that these people really champion the cause of trans people? They don't. They're standing on the backs of trans people to get a little taller. It's a virtue signal. to get votes and power and fame and popularity that they can parlay into something better for themselves so they can retain their office. That's it. That's the only thing they care about. That's the only thing they care about. They don't push equality, and, and the thing is is that they are literally painting everybody who believes in the Constitution and loves their country as Nazis. Because they figure that if you can keep just poking the bear, swatting the beehive, just keep hitting patriots, messing with people who believe in the Constitution, continually call them out for things they didn't do, cause a problem, keep passing laws that hurt their children and hurt their daughters and school sports and just keep on doing this that eventually will rise up and when they do when we do they get what they want because they've already laid the groundwork they've already said white supremacy is the biggest problem in, in america it's the biggest threat so what do they do they they create a bunch of problems point them at a specific group or class of people and just continually poke them until they finally snap <laughs> it's a blind man can see this don't fall for it don't fall for it you and i know we well know there is no not a chance in hell of biden re retaining his presidency it, it is no chance in uh, no way as much chance of that as a rainstorm in hell itself. That is not going to happen. I don't care who runs against him. He will lose. He has the lowest poll numbers in the United States history. History. The most corrupt, the most maniacal, lying, skeeting. I just, I, I got no love for the guy at all. I mean, it, it, it's, it's amazing that the media says some of the things that they say about him, knowing that they're completely in the wrong. It's like, I, I, I tend to think to myself, I mean, where in the hell are, are people that think for themselves? Where are the educated people? Where are the people that actually care about their country? These people are told what to think and say, and they just do it. They don't care. They don't care. And then you have... The other, the other side of the coin, right? And I encounter this one too sometimes. You have Christians who believe that they just need to take their peace, what they feel, what they think, and they just, they just I don't, I don't want to get involved. I just, it's just me over here with my God and my Bible, and, and I'm not going to get involved in anything. I'm not going to say nothing. And I don't think you should either. I don't think you should be online exposing those people and saying the things that you say. You should just, like, no. No, if you are truly a Christian, if you are truly a Christian, right? I wear these for a reason, and it's a, and, and, and it's a very solid reason. It reminds me that I am God's. It reminds me that it's not up to the patriot to make decisions 
on subjects that God has already decided for me on. When I see something wrong, I have to say something. There is no choice in the matter. None at all. When you see a wrong, you call it out. And it's the same like, and I use this analogy all the time. When John the Baptist saw uh, Herod go by with his brother's wife, he called him out for it. Did he have to say something? No, no. People would say, oh, that's not your business. Don't say nothing. Just keep your mouth shut. Don't say that. Listen, this is what happened. This is what he did. These people, And he was called the greatest. He was called the greatest prophet of all times. But he didn't keep his mouth shut. That's for sure he didn't keep his mouth shut. But <laughs> Hold on here. Somebody been around in here messing with my stuff. I'm looking on the video and I see my my Trump my Trumpinator, and my Trumpinator was turned backwards. Oh, messing with my Trumpinator? Wrong with you people? Who did that? <laughs> anyway, yeah, it it's quite impossible for me to stop talking about certain issues because if I did, I'd blow up. I just boom, I would just blow up. I have to, I have to, and I don't understand people who don't. Because what it says to me is not that you care. It says you don't give a damn. It says you don't give a damn. They call it, oh, I don't, I don't deal with politics. Your whole life is politics. Everything that you do when you walk out that door, even in your house, what you can do, how much money you got in the bank, what laws are there, what, how your kids are taught, everything that in your life is politics. So when people say, I don't like politics or politics in the workplace and blah, 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 this, not true. Everything that you do every decision you make your whole life is affected by politics but you're not supposed to say anything because the reason why they don't want you to say anything is real simple because they want to do what they want to do and they don't want to be challenged they don't want you to speak up they don't want you exposing them they don't want you asking them hard questions they don't want it they don't care they want to stick their head in the sand and and hope that it just gets dealt with magically like that little gnome that hides inside your refrigerator and turns the light on and off People, we need to be involved. We need to be involved. We need to be involved in every facet of what happens in our country. Every law passed. If, there's, if there is an opportunity for you to be part of a protest, sign a petition, anything that had, make phone calls, do whatever you got to do, but you got to get involved. There is no such thing as sitting on the sideline and being neutral anymore. There is no neutrality whatsoever. Look what happened. This lady, Liz Harris, did not remain neutral. She put it all on the line. She invited Jacqueline Breger in to expose these people. And as a result, the person who followed the law and did what they were supposed to do followed their own state constitution and it didn't matter because the people that had to vote voted her out. And, and they didn't even have a constitutional basis in which to vote her out on because she read to you the bylaws of their, of their state right there. So she didn't violate them. The lady that, I mean, it was really crazy. <laughs> Jacqueline Breger came in with a handful of paperwork. She walked up to them and she slapped it on the desk. She gave everybody a copy. One guy was so shaken. And his face will never leave my mind. I mean, the paper was shaken. Like, he, he was scared to death as to, you know, the, the information. When he started reading it, he said, did you read this? I mean, it was, it was something to see. Go check it out. Go check it out. Her name is Jacqueline Breger, B-R-E-G-E-R. -E Go look her up. Listen to her interviews. Listen to uh, John Thaler's interviews. You got to do it on Rumble. You're not going to find it anywhere else. 
Go listen to it. Yeah, I, I, I had uploaded this podcast some time ago about the situation, and uh, YouTube took it down. You know, YouTube is an establishment uh, 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 video platform. Uh, you can't talk about election uh, problems on YouTube. They will immediately yank your video down. So it's not even no point in putting it up there. And it's such a problem, election fraud and election tampering. Just like what, uh, remember what uh, CNN did. Uh, James O'Keefe, at the time he was with the Veritas Project, went in and sat with their technical producer and had him admit on camera. They knew, they knew that the uh, Russian uh, conspiracy, the dossier stuff, they knew it was all fake. He even said they knew. They continued to, to run the story, though. And the FBI continued to use that same false information to get warrants out of a FISA court judge. We need a lot of people to go to prison now. Now, now Durham's investigation is over. The blame has been laid flatly at the feet of those people. Peter Strzok, James Comer, Hillary Clinton, and all of the false cases that they filed against Trump while ignoring cases that should have moved forward with people like Hillary Clinton. The reason why they did that is because they wanted to tie Trump up so much with his own legal issues that he wasn't able to push the legal issues on them that they knew they were guilty of. I mean, Joe Biden said what he said on tape and admitted guilt for a quid pro quo that literally took place in Ukraine. I can't say it enough. I can't say it enough. The smoking gun's right there. Anyone can go download the video and, and listen to exactly what he says about Poroshenko about Chauvin, about, uh, uh, what's the other guy's name? Oh, I can't remember his name. But essentially, Igor Kolomowski owning the Pravat Bank, owning Burisma Holdings, owning the network that Zelensky worked on uh, as an actor. All of these things kind of culminate into a phone call that was made by Joe Biden to Poroshenko where he essentially said, do this thing with the Pravat Bank or your IMF loan won't come forward. He told him in plain English, and he threatened him because he said, if it doesn't happen, your financial security as well as your physical security is at risk. You know, what happened to us? We used to be a proud people. We used to be a people that would stand up and fight for the right thing no matter what the consequences were because it was the right thing. Where are those people at today? Where are those people at today? Because the people on the other side of those issues don't deserve the respect of going through the natural course or the natural system, the natural way things shake out. The moment you have absolute proof beyond any shadow of a doubt in your hand that the president has been compromised or is on the take or has committed the crimes that he has committed, and his son is definitely guilty, but his son is not guilty of anything that dad wasn't involved in. Keep that in mind. Anything involving Hunter involves Joe. It's it's scary because he's he's in control. He's in control, and we he knows we we got a num his number. He knows his time is numbered, or maybe he's just so maniacal and so spaced out, you know, with his uh, 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 lack of the ability to speak and talk and think and stay awake during meetings. His dementia is off the charts. So maybe he actually maybe believes that he's not in trouble. Maybe he believes 
that he can get away with anything because he has thus far. The FBI's protected him. The CIA's protected him. The, uh, 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 the legislature, the media has protected him. And they have access to more than what I do. And I have access to plenty of things that prove beyond a shadow of a doubt this man is guilty of grifting, of influence peddling. He's lied to the people. He, he received 16 of 17 payments from Romania from a guy who was later found guilty of corruption in, 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 in Romania. And he got 16 of the 17 payments while he was still in office. This is why is he still in office right now? Why? <laughs> I don't understand it, and I won't understand it. The, we need to wake up. We need men back. We need people that have guts back. It's so rare to see someone with guts in an elected official position that when someone with guts finally does speak up, it's not received well or they stand out. Look at Marjorie Taylor Greene, for instance. She is one of the ones that has just guts. I absolutely... She is top five favorite politician in my book um and she doesn't really care too much about what you think she's on a mission to find the truth and that's what she's going to do and there's going to be nothing that's going to stop her and nobody that's going to control what she says or does because she's on a mission to tell people what's really going on and that's who she is and i love her for it she is best evidence. my best uh, I mean, I, I would love to have an autographed picture of her. I mean, she's a celebrity in my book. But listen to what she said about the, the whistleblowers in the Biden case. Now, this is going to be eye-opening. You're going to like this one. So listen. What happened to the whistleblowers? To be very clear with everyone watching again today, our whistleblower that brought us evidence that leads directly to Joe Biden, that Joe Biden took a payment from a foreign national in exchange for foreign policy favors, that whistleblower is not lost and they are safe, but they do fear for their lives. That whistleblower came through us, uh, thankfully, through the help of Senator Grassley. So that is, that is a fact, that is the truth. But other whistleblowers, yes, they are missing. They're either in court, uh, they're in jail, or we cannot talk with them at this time because they can't be found. This is a very real situation that we're talking about, and our investigation is so important, Steve, um, that this will bring down the President of the United States. And I want to let everyone know something. We're going back to the Treasury Department today at 1 o'clock because we have more financial records that we have to review uh, leading to the Biden family and Joe Biden himself. See, that is a person with guts. That is a person with determination. That is a real American. What happened? What happened? All these people that are on the other side of the coin are protecting some weird thing. Like they, they don't like the, 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 the GOP because they're LGBTQ. Or they don't like the, 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 the GOP because they're receiving some kind of a benefit or another and they're afraid it's going to be taken away. There, I mean, do you see, that's the issue. Because every time someone has an issue with people that are true Americans and, and, and that are patriots that actually love our country and our Constitution, believe in God, 
and the family and, and don't want to see it destroyed, they're being demonized. And, and the people that are on the other side of that coin who believe and think and feel the exact opposite are choosing the other party. That tells you who we're dealing with. It tells you exactly who we're dealing with. Now, keep in mind, she's talking about the whistleblowers. And there are some whistleblowers that are missing. They don't know where they're at. And, and other ones got locked up for some strange reason. Hmm. I wonder why. I'd like to see what happens when that comes out on the wash. Why did they get arrested all of a sudden? And why can't you talk to them even though they're arrested? That's a little weird. And, um, and, and then you have to take a look at, uh, what's her name? Tara Reed. Now, Tara Reed, she said that uh, she, uh, let me go over here. So she said in a statement online that she was not suicidal. And uh, she put it out there. She said if anything happens to her, that all roads lead to Biden. And she put, and she put it out there. Let me see if I can find the statement here. It's very hard to uh, find some of these things on the spot, right? Because when you're looking, uh, you're looking at uh, Google to find them. So when anything is a, a pro-GOP, a statement that makes someone on the other side of this issue look a certain way favorable Google is known to uh, to hide the actual post so I'll read you what what it is is the reason why if you take a look the reason and that's not the actual uh, that's not the actual post but this is quoting the actual post, and it's going to be quite hard to find. Tara Reid has been invited to testify in front of Congress to discuss the sexual assault allegations against current president. She was a staffer uh, biting during his years in the Senate, and she uh, uh, accused him of sexual assault. Now, she had been receiving uh, threats and these sorts of things, and she was afraid for her life, and so... So much so that she ended up putting out a, a post, a social media post, uh, where she states that she's not suicidal and that uh, if anything does happen to her, that if people know that uh, she didn't do it herself and that all roads lead to Joe Biden. But she's dead now. Most people don't know that. The, the, the lady who accused Joe Biden of sexual assault is dead. And now you got whistleblowers that are missing, other ones in, in jail or prison, I'm not sure, because we don't know who they are yet still. So uh, we know the one that's in the IRS that came forward they're now retaliating against that individual. Um, of course they are. I mean, they've used, they've weaponized the IRS before. Lois Lerner, the, the whole situation with them not giving 501c3 status to any uh, organization that would be a, a conservative organization. I think one in four years, one got approved while Obama was president. 
Um, he was he was a, he was a piece of work. Came out. He 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 said all the right things. He stayed away from issues. Matter of fact, on a lot of issues, he refused to actually take a side. When he was in the Senate prior to becoming president, um, there were 168 votes, I believe the number was. And when he vote, he had 168 times he voted. I think 165 of those times he voted present. He didn't take a yes or no position on any of those votes. <laughs> he voted present. That way nobody could use any yes or up or down uh, vote against him later on. And he did the same thing when he was president. This is back when the Trayvon Martin stuff hit down in uh, uh, Florida uh, with the George Zimmerman deal. And then he came out and said, uh, Trayvon Martin looks like he could have been his son. That was the level. That was his biggest contribution to what took place there um, and, and long before him knowing exactly what took place or who was at fault or any of that you know to, to, to come out and take a position where you haven't taken any position at all you're supposed to be a leader but he led from behind he led from behind closed doors and it, it, it was sad to see the things that he did. He wanted to take Israel back to the 67 borders where the Gaza Strip uh, was only nine miles wide. And they could, be ha they could have enemies on both sides of that Gaza Strip. So who would live in the middle of a nine-mile-wide peninsula of land where you could be attacked by enemies on all sides at any minute? And this is what Obama was trying to do, trying to take land from a sovereign country and give it to other countries. Because he was anti-Israel, just like Joe Biden is anti-Israel. They claim to be uh, Israel, we, you know, biggest allies. But it took Trump to move the uh, to move the uh, capital to to move uh, everything to uh, Jerusalem uh, for, away from Tel Aviv. We moved our embassy, and you know, everyone. Oh, it's going to cause a war. It's going to cause this. It's going to cause. We don't care about none of that. You do what's right, no matter what the consequences are. That's what you do. You don't allow people who are, are, are trying to marginalize you, evil people, to, to force you to do things you know are wrong just because you're scared of them. No, no, no. We, we don't do that. Land of the free, home of the brave. What happened to that? What happened to that is we got a bunch of communists that got elected. They did some grassroots movement in this country started back in the 60s. You know, I blame the guys over in Berkeley, over over uh, those those areas in, in California, that at the birthplace of, of all of this, and I believe it spread out from there. I believe a lot of those people that were professors and and then the hippies came along and they were no better, no standards, no standards. That live and let live with no rules, no laws, no standard. That's exactly what we got going on today, just on steroids, on steroids. So when you picture hippies as peace loving good people they're not they're people without standards who didn't want rules because they couldn't live by them that that's why i don't like hippies i don't like the hippie movement i don't matter of fact i wanted to go see the jesus revolution movie and i put off seeing it for the longest time because of the hippies i i just generally do not like what they stand for at all zero <laughs> don't like it uh, anarchy is not freedom it's anarchy and in anarchy what happens is weak people 
uh, get ran over and the strong survive. And these people think that they're doing that in the name of protecting people they consider to be weaker because this is how backwards thinking they are. They, they, they really don't get it. They're being utilized by a political system that's going to throw them away as soon as they achieve their ends. They don't even realize that they're working toward their own enslavement. They have no idea what happens when that dollar collapses and the rules change in this country, where they're going to be, what, what line they're going to have to stand in and to get bread or toilet paper or their housing being stripped away. And they, they like those entitlements they got now. We'll kiss those goodbye. You're going to end up with some uh, small means of basic income. And that's going to be your means to be able to do whatever you need to do. And you're going to have a glass ceiling. Your government is going to have total rule over you. These are things that are possible under a system that is, is going broke the way ours is currently right now. And then they can actually, uh, uh, they can actually introduce uh, a new monetary system uh, in most likely digital to go along with the digital ID that they're pushing right now. So we have an end-to-end -end ID. We have all of our money on that ID. So imagine talking out about a government at that point. You get fined. You get fined for putting misinformation on the Internet. It's not truly misinformation. It's just information they want you to miss. <laughs> That's what it is. So they don't, they don't want you to, to know what's really going on. This is why YouTube takes the videos down about election fraud. They don't want you to know. If you don't think that our intelligence community has not infiltrated these social media companies and tech companies in general, you're the one that's crazy. It's, it's not people who believe it. It's you who are crazy. <laughs> because best believe that our, our intelligence community is heavily involved and all of that. If you think you're making a telephone call, sending a text or an email or any type of electronic communication and they don't have access to it, you're naive. We already know they do. In fact, Obama changed the law after Edward Snowden did what he did and said that they will only keep two years worth of that data. What do you mean? What law? How can you make a law contradictory to the Constitution? Well, you're breaking my, th my Fourth Amendment rights. You can't just come in without a warrant or probable cause and, 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 and run wiretaps on my electronic communiques and keep them? What part, of the, what part of the game is that? But that's what he did. That's exactly what he did. And Bush before him. They used 9-11 as a precursor to push that uh, Patriot Act and Victory Act, Patriot Act 2, Patriot Act 2, and, and those sites. And, you know, everybody was so up and on. We need to protect ourselves from the terrorists. The terrorists. They used to give these speeches where you'd hear terrorists 10, 15, 20 times in 30 seconds. The way that the way right now that that uh, Harrison, uh, uh, Joe Biden, like to run around yelling white supremacy and extremists, extremists, extremists. It's, it's not because it's really there, but they're trying to get their people worked up so that anything that they do looks like they're fighting extremists when there are no extremists. They are the extremists. They are the extremists. And the people don't know the difference. They don't understand that they're being played like a fiddle. They're being absolutely played like a fiddle. And it's sad because, as I stated, we were once a proud country who believed in the truth and doing what's right and standing up for what's right no matter what. And we've lost that. Because I don't see... Where, where, where are all the, where are all the, the, the 
the people out there protesting and standing in front of the White House and occupying D.C. And, and people just fighting for a change to put us back, to put, put, put the common sense back into us, to put the caring back into us, to put the soul back in the nation, to bring back American heritage, American values, because they're destroying them. Where's the movement? I promise you. Tell me where it's at. I'll join. We're out here trying to do things, in a, and, and, and we're slow rolling it because the the idea that there's no organization or foundation or anything like that behind us, bankrolling us, pushing us forward. Where are the where are the politicians in that to organize these types of movements to go undo some of the things that they're doing? If on on a street level, on a grassroots level, we need it there. That's where we need it. If you're hearing this, that's what that's what needs to happen. If you're a GOP, you're an elected official on a, uh, uh, in, in your Congress or Senate or whatever, get involved. Get the people who stand behind you involved. Get protests going. Get petitions going. Get the people involved. Get the Teach the young people while they're young enough to understand what's going on so that they don't get indoctrinated by these teachers in their schools and wherever else. You need to, to, we need to educate people so that they understand the difference between the right and the left before we lose that window. And once they're indoctrinated, it's very hard to get someone to understand they've been lied to when they base all their opinions and the things that they believe off people that they shouldn't trust. It's too late once you've lost that trust. It's not always, but it's very hard to change a person's mind once they've made it up. We need, we need more people out there willing to teach young people and shape young minds and we need foundations and organizations and places where we can cultivate that kind of a culture back into our country they have those things on the left where are they on the right we need them we need them and we need all of our politicians to stand up with the same veracity the same determination as an mtg as a jim jordan as a james comer as a john kennedy as a Rand Paul, as a Ted Cruz. We need all of you to be that way. Not just those few. All of you. If you're all on fire like that, we wouldn't have the problems that we're having right now. But the problem is, isn't there so much is that uh, people aren't like that but because they're establishment people. They, their aspirations are to be politicians. It's not to help people. It's to stay in power and to be politicians for the long term. And that's why we need term limits. That's exactly why we need term limits. But guys, hey, it's been great talking with you. We'll see you again tomorrow. And as always, Patriots, stand your ground and stop being the silent majority and start speaking up. Have a good one, and we'll see you soon on the Patriots Prayer.